Welcome to our weekly energy update with Investec Head of Commodities, Callum McPherson. Good morning, Callum. Good morning, Lan. The next OPEC Plus meeting is being held this coming Sunday. What might come out of that meeting? Well, my feeling until last week had been that um, OPEC Plus probably wouldn't do anything at this meeting until they saw more evidence of uh, demand increases coming through, at which point, conceivably, they'd really need to be increasing output rather than cutting it based on the sort of forecasts that people like the International Energy Agency and others have produced. But last week, there were two significant interventions. Firstly, the Saudi energy minister uh, gave pretty clear warning to short sellers to watch out, which uh, gave a strong suggestion that something was on the cards in the way of an output cut. But then a day or so later, the Russian uh, deputy prime minister and, and former energy minister Novak said that OPEC plus would not do anything. So it sounds like a quite a familiar sort of Russia Saudi disagreement leading up to this OPEC plus meeting. Now, one way to reconcile these two positions might be that the Saudis would cut uh, unilaterally along with anyone else that wanted to participate uh, as they announced in April and put through seemingly this month. But the credibility of doing that kind of thing is diminishing. I mean, for a start, the last uh, sort of proper OPEC plus cut that was announced uh, last year was for two million barrels per day. But in the in the event, only 500,000 was delivered as Saudi Arabia really was the only country to make meaningful contribution to those cuts. Uh, Then in April, again, the Saudis agreed a voluntary cut with various other members, including the UAE and in theory Russia, although I think it's just producing as much as it can anyway. But that was not an official OPEC plus agreement. And clearly the Saudis, which suggests the Saudis are having difficulty getting everybody on side with putting through cuts. And we don't yet know how much has actually been cut during the month of May. That's going to be very interesting to see when we start to get figures on that. And so it's very hard, really, for the market to have confidence in OPEC's position in view of this kind of sort of public disagreement, really. And so it's consequently very hard to know quite what will come out of the meeting next weekend. And how has the market taken this uncertainty? Well, the market rallied after the Saudi comments at the start of the week, and that rally accelerated on news of a large fall in U.S. Uh, inventories, uh, which fell by 12 uh, million barrels. That's pretty significant on a historic basis. Brent reached a high of uh, 78.66 on Wednesday after that announcement. And that's the highest Brent has traded since the start of this month. But still really in the same kind of broad range of $76 per barrel plus or minus uh, $2 per barrel-ish that we've been in for, for a few weeks now. So I think it's quite hard for the market to know what to do at the moment, especially with the anticipated but still uncertain increase in summer demand now just around the corner. Um, One thing at least is it does appear that the US debt ceiling debate looks like it's getting close to resolution. So take some comfort from that. The gas market is continuing to soften in Europe and Asia. Can you tell us more about this? Amazingly, really, uh, the UK gas price is now trading at around 55 pence per therm in the front month. And that's pretty much in in line with this very long term average of uh, of the gas prices here. So really quite an extraordinary change uh, compared to what we were seeing only a few months ago. And also, if we look across the energy mix, so we compare oil and uh, and gas in, in Europe and Asia, we see that um, gas prices in Europe and Asia are now quite significantly below oil prices on an energy equivalent basis. And that's the way things look or looked historically before we had all the the ructions of the last couple of years. So in that sense, the 
the market does look like it's returned to normal. Also notable that gas in Asia is trading higher than than in Europe. Europe, of course, an easy destination for US LNG. And there's also been very strong renewable uh, generation in, in recent weeks across Europe, very strong solar output, for example. So that's the story, at least at the front end of the curve. But if you look at what the forward curve is saying for the coming winter and beyond that, then gas and electricity prices are still uh, pretty elevated, so, that, so roughly double what uh, the price is in the front month at the moment. And that's sort of consistent with the current picture of the market being pretty well supplied. But when you look forward to the winter, there is still this risk of, uh, of shortages, uh, and that, that is priced into the forward curve. Thank you, Kalem. We'll chat again next week. Thank you, Len. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Investec's Weekly Energy Update with Callum McPherson. If you'd like to discuss any of the contents of the podcast, drop Callum an email on callum.mcpherson at investec.co.uk or visit investec.com forward slash commodities. Until next time, thank you.